0: another exciting episode of a legion on zoom what's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the legion on zoom and the highly caffeinated teachers
1: all right i am not caffeinated enough at all or if anything actually my ritalin is wearing off with people out there i have adhd i take ritalin and this is miguel but now i'm with my beer oh i'm chilling
2: ritalin you refuse to share with, with your legionnaire members and i'm right what's <laughs> going on people i like how we still have some natural daylight going on over at miguel's it's dope.
0: <laughs> word is like hey word it doesn't look natural because it's so nice it's like, it looks like you have like an intern behind the camera with the <laughs> word board, like.
2: it's a professional lighting
0: <laughs> Word. <laughs>
1: well i'm like the light that's hitting me right now is like not it's a lamp it's, it's it's like i move things around so for you listening to us on spotify you can check us out on youtube word. right now. Hit subscribe to that YouTube button uh, and, and you'll see Ches in green and me in this, like, because there's this beautiful light behind me. It's You can see the green space outdoor, beautiful, the Bronx right there. And then a light flashing in my face. <laughs> We're Facts. fucking around with lighting on.
0: And I'm on location. I've decided to leave Earth and I am on OA. I'll tell you guys when I come back. Other than that, let's get into some shit. In the news. We're starting this show with a fucking deep cut. Well, it's actually some breaking news. It's pretty new, but it's based on a deep cut, so it's kind of like a scar. Um, There's going to be a Smallville animated show in the works, which is fucking mind-blowing. I thought they were going to just, like, never get back to that. I've even heard rumors of, like, that back in the day that Tom Welling was, like, done with Smallville. Like, done. And supposedly he's behind the project as well. Like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, no, and I'm like, oh, damn, is he done, done? Because, like, we saw him come back for that epic Arrowverse, i right. am uh, uh, a crossover. The you know was the the Crisis on Infinite Earth. So we saw him back, but yeah. So because it, it's Tom Welling himself who announced it. That apparently it's him and Michael Rosenbaum, who I think was the uh Luther, right? Yeah, Lex, right? oh shit,
0: really? Yeah, Luther.
1: Yeah, that they're developing the animated Smallville sequel. So that'll be fucking
0: dope. What? Wait, so it's a continuation to the show? apparently that's, that's cool. crazy and also a even deeper cut for those of you who don't know michael rosenbaum also has done the voice of the flash on some instances i ah, don't know nice. when you beat me to
2: it ah, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs>
0: in flash but, fashion yeah but i mean you could take the alley-oop and say where he's done it because there's been so many different iterations of the justice league that i don't know where so
2: right no but also there's a comic book that continued the smallville lore um i don't know if they're going to use any of that stuff Because it was canon like for people that I guess couldn't let go and the series was over. DC produced a comic book, much like they're doing with a lot of things right now, like with Batman the Animated Series. um, Batman 1989, which I'm stoked about because I saw some art recently and it had like uh, Billy D. Williams and Harvey Dent. Right. So we get to see him transform, you know. Right, and the, the, the cover art, which we'll have it right
1: up here right now, right? It's like we see, I think it's, it's, it's him as Harvey Dent, but also kind of like getting into Two-Face, right? Or something like that, was it? Yeah. Well, it looks fucking dope. We're looking Oof. forward to that.
0: Who draws that? Because for some reason in my head, a Batman 89 book should be done by Alex Ross. Oof. I'll, I'll
2: check it dude. out. Let me see.
0: And I'm going to yeah. say a fucking high-brow-ass comment right now. My brow's about to touch the back of my neck. Jeez. i think alex i think alex ross is like the what's his name uh something rockwell of comics
1: you lost the highbrow you it damn went, it kind of it kind of went from the back Fuck. No, <laughs> yeah but it is something rockwell
0: bro. like norman, one of those norman, norman rockwell. rockwell yeah there you go oh okay fine i went medium brow. fair enough but yeah for some reason for some reason like I see the aesthetic of that movie done by the hands of Alex Ross, who is almost too epic in my opinion to be considered a comic artist. It's always kind of bugged me. Like, yo, you went, you went too far. Like, you don't do comic art; you do comic portraits. Like, stop it. <laughs> All right. So, the,
2: just to mention, the creative team is Rob Vendetti and Wilfredo Torres.
0: Nice, nice. All who right.
2: did Batman sixty six as well?
0: Wait, there's also a sequel of that.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, could,
0: I could do without that.
2: Bro, Batman fans can't get enough. Like, continue everything, every Batman timeline should just keep going on forever. Because apparently, people are going to keep buying it. And we did see some photos, too, of Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne this well, week, too.
1: I, th- actually, yeah, that's perfect, right? That brings us to one of our next news points, right? That, uh, yeah, that we saw fucking, and it's just, and it's awesome because it's just Michael Keaton himself, like in a suit walking in front of a courthouse or something and that's enough for fucking for me to lose my shit man because it's like it's not just Michael Keaton we know he is Bruce Wayne We're right there backs. right now talking to fucking Barry Allen and they also show us uh of Nora uh, West as well there and the big thing too was that they we got shots of Supergirl in her suit and some funny shots of her getting like pulled up in a way <laughs> so it's like oh
0: that's pretty cool dude like imagine how he must feel I don't think maybe I want to say 10 years ago in his wildest of dreams. Like you could have offered him a hundred million dollars and he never would have even guessed with a hundred guesses that he'd be playing Bruce Wayne or Batman ever again. In man, modern times. Have
2: thought, man.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's yo, know, and like imagine it from his perspective. That's crazy. Yo, Yo, imagine there- imagine in
1: 1989 let's say we could travel back in time right when they're filming the film or probably 88 right that's probably when they're filming came out in 89 and we would go up to michael keaton be, bro in 2021 you are still going to be the character you're portraying right fucking now man he'd be like get the fuck Bird. out of my face. and you survived <laughs> the global
2: pandemic he's yes. gonna be like what you would be confused and you disappear <laughs> yeah, what you Blow like, his yo, mind.
0: Yo, you see, you just tell him, like, you survive a pandemic, a pandemic and you're still Batman. And then you oh. leave. Yo, he'll carry that forever.
1: Nah, but then he would respond, he's like, that's why he survived the pandemic. Cause he's like, because I'm Batman. And
0: then now I'm fucking blown away. And then that's it. Dude, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I am so hoping that fucking these people at WB and DC do all the right things just be like Marvel, do the right things. And I don't mean to like make things happy or bright. Just on principle, be like Marvel and do the right thing. Do with that what you will, you jerks. (laughs) But but I mean, okay, in their
2: defense, they released the Snyder cut. So they're right now in our favor, right? Yeah and sure I have sure. faith that they're going to continue releasing I mean good shit like I'm I'm hopeful too I think this is a tough film to mess up I think that it's going to have a lot of elements from the Snyderverse as we can tell by Supergirl's outfit. Yeah word um, word
0: um, word so, like, which is amazing that suit looks you know, so so sick. if the
2: director can just kind of like stay true to that vision of the Snyder cut even just enough to give yep. you know new fans and mm-hmm. old fans a good movie because I mean come on man. you're getting Ben Affleck in this you're getting Michael Keaton in this this is insane
0: yeah word it's it's bananas like it's it's the one movie like might be top three movies we never thought we'd get we're getting a live action flashpoint movie I'm gonna oh say that God. again we're getting a live action flashpoint movie that's fucking bananas Cannot and not wait yeah word and also I gotta say it again That Supergirl suit is fire. It's fucking lit. It is one of the best suits. I think I've seen superhero wise. It's 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 on point. That's
2: high praise. It's valid.
0: It's valid.
1: Speaking of suits, though, right? We got, you know, finally, we got images of the Shazam family all wearing their new fucking costume, their new suits. What did you guys think? Obviously, we're not comparing it to Supergirls yet, you know. We're pretty impressed with it. But like the new Shazam one, because we've all talked about this before in prior episodes. We had thoughts on the original suit. You guys mostly, I think.
0: Yeah, we're uh like it it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Like it's like it was like it was a bad attempt, like, oh shit, look, it's like it's a Captain Marvel suit in real life. But then it's like they in Giving credit to Rod is kind of like they almost they're kind of like embracing the Snyder vision of a Captain Marvel theme. You know what I mean? Like it's a bit leaner, it's a bit darker, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more like I don't know, it's more high-tech. It's it's more of a Snyder take on like the aesthetic of Marvel, at least for, for my sure.
2: Sense. And just to respond to Miguel, like. The the Shazam costume was top three worst superhero costumes. Ooh. I want to say it's you know, you got yeah. what do you got up there? Steel. Mm-hmm. No, no offense to Shaquille O'Neal, you're a legend. Damn, you're um, putting steel up there? Nah, like, where, nah, where, no. where? Steel we, we gotta whack. do
1: contemporary. Contemporary steel's like some from
2: forgotten time. no? yeah, also Batman that's, 1989. That's a good point. That suit still holds okay. up. I don't care if he can't move his that, good point. Okay,
0: good okay, no, Okay, then you know what then I'll say that. That suit, if you think about it, that suit is kind of whack.
2: Which were 89? Yeah. How dare you.
0: The, All the right, the show's
2: over. Match. Schism. Just now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, like, if you want to get into the nitty-gritty, then, like, Steel Suit wasn't the worst, because Miguel has a point. Oh, no, know. it wasn't the worst. It's more, of a, worst. It's more of a question of, worse. like, era. What about Blank Man?
2: He, but, no, but that's meant to be <laughs> yeah. campy. He's not even...
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Meteor Man. There you
0: go. Facts. No <laughs> Deep cut. No, well, by the way, oh, I wanted to mention... Um, Doing another favor here. The Snyder cut is going to the next level and is going to Blu-ray. Yes. And DVD. Oh, which, yeah. Which oh, we didn't even. Lord. Oh, so sure, you didn't know that? No. Yo, it's from news. news to drop. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that should have been my Friday night. I have really low standards. But but yeah, like it's going on fucking 4K Ultra HD DVD. LCD LED I don't know what else but okay. yeah like all that shit yeah that's, that's fucking nuts yeah OD <laughs> but yeah like it's actually happening which means that Snyder's gonna get his do and then some I think he might be getting money off on that part I think like on what part if, on
1: the suit like that they're using no 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 oh, no, no, on
0: no the blu-ray you mean alright yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the fact that the Snyder cut is getting released I think on that he'll probably be making some Let's money see. yeah word and on some totally unrelated fucking news, uh, on a deep cut again, it's apparently a very deep cutty episode, that next installment of fucking Transformers is going to be Beast Wars. Yeah, Did they but... say officially it was Beast Wars? No,
1: It is. The movie is called Transformers Rise of the Beasts. And it's going to have the classics that we watched as, when we were kids But obviously, it's gonna be set like not in the same because in Beast Wars, the animated fucking show from back in the day, it was set in like prehistoric times, no? And so this is going to be—it's a sequel to the to the Bumblebee movie, which is movie 18 out of the franchise. (laughs) I don't
0: don't remember. It's some shit like that. I've yet to see it. I heard. I've heard absolutely nothing but good things about it, though. And I mean, plus fucking John Cena's in it. But I really gotta check that shit out, especially if you know, like the fucking Beast Wars movie is gonna be a sequel for this.
1: Yeah, bro. And I thought you love the Transformers movies. You, you, for anything we ask, like for you to make a movie, you always say Michael
0: Bay will be directing it. No, because I, no, because I do love the Transformers movies. For some reason, I just never caught the Bumblebee one because mm. I don't think that's like it's it's a big Transformers movie. I think it's a Bumblebee movie, right? That's why, like, like I was never beasting to see it, but it's on my list of things to watch. Plus, that I don't... A pun? Uh, oh,
2: yo! But after the first one, I was done with it. Like, I watched the first nah. Transformers movie. Yeah, visually, it was fantastic, but I, I didn't feel invested in the characters at all. I mean, they brought the OG Optimus Prime voice guy; that was amazing. But
1: otherwise, nah, same here. I never really got into the Transformers movies. Like, I tried. I think I watched maybe two. But to me, I don't even aesthetically. The robots looked like the Transformers looked too not Transformer-y I, don't know. I, I I wasn't a big fan of it but I did see Bumblebee and I loved it I thought it was a great film it was really entertaining and it really scratched that you know like you know late 80s early 90s itch of when we were watching the cartoons and because Bumblebee looks kind of like Bumblebee fucking from the sh- from the cartoon so I don't know so I was excited about it
0: and it's fun oh yeah facts like it does look fun and that is why it's on my list and I, I'm not against it I will eventually watch it, but I've actually seen all of the actual like straight canon Bay Transformers movies, and you're right, like it's almost too chaotic to get vested in any of the characters, but if you get vested in two or three of the Transformers it's like themselves, if you slow, like <laughs> closely and slowly follow the storyline of Optimus and what's his name? Um, Megatron. It's a yeah. pretty interesting saga. It's It plays on a scale it's a massive endeavor but aside from them too and maybe like bumblebee himself like there's yeah it's too chaotic it's too big of an attempt but they visually I love them though fuck yeah
1: and another reason Girls. to get you all into it to watch bumblebee so then you can watch a new movie is that apparently they have cast for the new sequel Anthony Ramos, who is the lead in In the Heights
2: movie, which we got into it a little bit last time in our last episode. Word, that movie was great. Go see it if you haven't already.
0: Yo, dude, when you put that at first in our chat, I thought um it was the, me being Dominican, I thought it was the bachata artist, but that's um, Anthony Santos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like, he's, he's a lot Gens- older, too, isn't he? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's in Transformers as the lead.
2: Which would also be awesome. Facts,
0: facts. (laughs) It'd definitely be interesting. It'd be a massive come-up. But, yo, so that dude, so the In the Heights guy went from being John Lawrence on Hamilton, being Usnavi in the movie, to now being the role on Transformers. I love to call this out. We see you, guy with barely any name. Your bank account is exploding. I like to call it out. That shit, you're making so much money right now that you're getting confused about reality. Dang. that's the same thing like do think think about it think about how much money he, he literally just got the lead in a fucking transformers movie coming up, up in the heights his bank account like his wallet just got heavy out of nowhere type shit <laughs> For sure. but he's a good actor i can't wait like he, i like the guy he's cool he, i mean he's a puerto rican playing the dominican i kind of resent that but you know
1: but we'll let it slide because he was, we'll he was pretty fucking good and he's
2: in yeah, transformers right? what was he in hamilton though
0: uh, like Caucasian or some shit,
1: John
2: or, or white Anglo-Saxon probably. I, No, no,
0: I, yeah. I think, they're, obviously, they're all like obviously they're fake. You know, I right? think John Lawrence was white, but he did want to assemble like the first old black battalion or some shit like that. But so I'm not sure.
2: I mean, probably that's what I'm saying. Like he could play whatever he wants. He's that amazing.
0: Yeah, wow. I, you know he he and he dude he can sing, which is the bugged out part. Like in the musical, like on Hamilton, that dude has pipes. I'm some like it's. Props to him, man.
1: And so Give that's him all the, the money. And that's the real question, though, right? For this Transformers sequel, is he going to sing or <laughs> not? Because I think, yo, lean on his strengths, people. Like, throw in a few, like, musical numbers. I'd be fine with it.
2: And so, bring in Anthony Santos for it, <laughs> right? Make it legendary.
0: We just fucking turn Transformers Beast Wars. into <laughs> a Hispanic musical. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm totally with it. I'm totally with it. Fucking, so I just heard about some crazy shit that happened in comics, and I'm not much of a Marvel guy, let alone a Spider Verse guy. And Spider Man's own universe within, you know, like the Marvel proper gets pretty deep and it gets pretty confusing. So they apparently brought Ben Riley back in the comics. What?
1: Yeah. And that's been a big news in the comic book, you know, really what we've been talking about, news and TV and animated yeah, shows. And, but now for comic book news, this is the big one that's going to happen. Uh, I think it's starting and it's going to be in September that they announced that Ben Riley. you might remember, we talked about Ben Riley a few times before. You know, yeah. Chris Pine would be a good Ben Riley. We said uh, uh, that that he's the clone from the clone saga who like back in the 90s, big ordeal, you know, he was supposed to be, he's the real Spider-Man, Peter Parker's a clone, but then no, it wasn't Ha! And then Ben Reilly died and Peter Parker stayed as Spider-Man, but then eventually Ben Reilly came Jesus. back. So he did come back. He was actually the Jackal for a really awesome story of the clone conspiracy. And then he was the Scarlet spider uh, for a while on his own, uh, uh, you know, a solo series. But apparently now they've been saying that now he's actually going to take the mantle of Spider-Man proper, not Spider-Man, like Miles Morales is Spider-Man too. Right. But it's like, obviously he looks different. He's younger. It's like, it's not a big deal. He's in Brooklyn too. And, and, but now this, he's going to be the Spider-Man again, because Nick Spencer who's been writing Spider-Man for the last couple of years is ending his run and it's apparently going to end with that and as you all know i'm the resident spidey fan i am not with this one bit i don't i'm not I'm not looking come on good. you
0: gotta
2: shake up the status quo man
1: no no no
0: no no. wait I have the fans okay. guessing yeah word i have questions so for the fans out there who are as clueless as i am obvious first thing where the fuck is peter parker
1: so that's the main reason why I'm not happy. Because like Ben Riley, I'm cool with Ben Riley. I like Ben Riley, especially when he's been involved in the Spider Verse stories and the Clone Conspiracy story. It's cool stuff. But but apparently, with the promotional-ish images of Ben Riley back as Spider Man, there's a few images of Peter Parker bloodied, his mask fucked up, and with MJ kissing him. So I'm like, if this motherfucker kills Peter Parker, I am going to riot. I don't. Nick Spencer, he's an OK writer, but he's he wrote Captain America. He did the famous Hell Hydra Captain America Secret Empire story, which it was stupid. I didn't like it. And and, and I cannot I've been trying to get into his Spider-Man run and I cannot fucking read it. And I'm like, and I'm a big Spider-Man fan. I'm just, I don't like it. I'm just not liking it. And if it ends with him killing him, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be OK with this.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to go with the obvious shit real quick again. Nick Spencer, do our show. I want to hear you talk to Miguel. I <laughs> <laughs> want to hear
2: you defend the storyline. And
0: apparently, Spencer seems like the kind of guy who's like, fuck what people think. This is what I'm going to do. For real. For controversy, spike
2: sales. I, I see F- you, Nick Spencer. Yeah,
0: facts. So he seems like the type of person that he's on that social media profit shit. The engagement doesn't matter if it's bad or good as long as it's there. The one, thing,
1: the one thing I will give Nick Spencer credit is that apparently he's been trying to kind of... So there, there was this big storyline a few years back called Brand New Day, which was people hated it, right? Because it it happened that basically the love story between Mary Jane and Peter Parker, they were married for years, was dissolved because of Mephisto. Like oh, Wanda, I loved
2: that story. Like
1: WandaVision. But people hated that it ended that long story and now it was back to... It was like a like a reboot in a way, but without rebooting the rest of the universe and, and that people forgot that they were ever together because Mephisto took their love. Well, it was a cool story. It was. A, I like the story because they did it to save uh, Aunt May's life. I guess it was related during the Civil War, uh, the first Civil War by Mark Miller uh, event, which was dope because um, Peter Parker revealed his identity and, and shit. And it was a hot mess. And so they had to kind of put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, so they did all that and so Nick Spencer's apparently trying to bring Mary Jane and Peter Parker back for them to remember what they lost and I'm for that like that's that's dope unless it means that they killed my boy Peter <laughs> I don't want
0: know dude while you were um ranting I was doing some pondering and I keep coming back <laughs> and I keep <laughs> and <laughs> I keep coming back to that thing that we just discussed that is like, all right, so the MCU is huge, right? Like, you know, making tons of fucking money. But we've also discussed here that paper books and I think Rod brought up that point that the paper book industry is still suffering OD. You know what I mean? Like, people are just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some leak into people going to read more comic books because of all the saturation of you know, like TV and movies we're getting. But that type of shit, once again, it screams like we're going to do it just to stir the pot. It doesn't matter if the recipe's bad or good. We're just going to stir it. Yeah,
1: I I, I guess I'm, I'm for that. As long as people are out there buying comic books, right? And so the other cool thing about this is that they're going to take a page from the brand new day. Uh, uh, originally, when it originally happened, I think it was at the end of I, I could be wrong. Was it Michael Straczynski's run or I don't remember who it was. And then they got a basically a, a bunch of different writers. There was no one main writer in in Spider-Man around that same time. They were all just kind of writing the the same story and helping each other out. And so that's what's going to happen next. And after Nick Spencer, we're going to have Seb Wells, uh, who's been writing an awesome fucking Hellions, which I love. Mm -hmm. Kelly Thompson, who's also written, I think, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, who who that's been praised very highly. Saladin Ahmed, uh, who's been writing the Miles Morales book, which I loved. Uh, Cody Sigler, who I don't know. And Patrick Gleason who we loved from... Uh, he's uh, written and, and, and illustrated uh, the Batman and Robin books and a Superman book as well. Uh, and right. he's been doing Spider-Man now with Nick Spencer. And all right, so like the art's dope. It's like, okay.
0: So I, w- like- I will see. When it comes to doing stuff like that, too, I've wondered, like, so he does that, right? Of course, I think we learned this from Dan Mora with the approval of the studio and shit like that. You know what I mean? As we learned from our Dan Mora app, like, you can't just go off and just kill Peter Parker and just plug in Ben Riley and just, like, they don't have that much freedom. So uh, uh, that was obviously approved. But then it's like, all right, he does this, ends off on a big note, then what? The person that comes in just has to deal with Ben Riley and the dead Peter Parker? I don't know. Was Wait, so point. you think
2: that Ben Riley's going to kill Peter Parker? No, 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 no no no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. That, like, all right, so he killed Peter, right? Like, the writer killed off Peter Parker. Oh. Like, as per the image that McGill painted with words. And then you have Ben Riley as Spider-Man now. So, so the writer that's coming in is signing up to just write Ben Reilly as Spider-Man. You get what I mean is like it's not a bit considerate for yeah, the person that's Tommy later
2: in. reverts to Peter Parker right cuz like uh, when when um what Doc Ock bullshit. killed Peter right and then um right. he took over his body and with the superior Spider-Man run which really worked but you know I mean they, they they have their ways of of doing these like soft resets just to mix it up I mean I haven't read um since Dan slot so you know, you know a lot more about the current storylines, but yeah. I haven't really been interested in uh, any recent uh, Spider-Man story. And you're not missing out,
1: bro. Dan Slott was the last best one. I love Dan Slott. And as you said, except but the difference with that, because Dan Slott like, quote unquote, killed Spider-Man, right? Because we had Doc Ogg in take over his body. But that was himself. That was his sto- long story. And then after like a year or so, then obviously Peter Parker came back. Right. But it was part of the story that he was telling. Nick Spencer's is going to be all like, all right, peace out. It's on you guys. You guys clean up this mess. I'm sure the editors do shit, right? Like, they're involved in making sure that... letting the new group know what's going to happen.
0: And if they want to sign up for it, I don't know. For the record, (laughs) soft resets make my penis soft.
1: All right. But speaking of resets that are not necessarily very soft and that they're getting pretty exciting, is that because now, like, fucking... I'm getting excited to read Shang-Chi. We're getting new Shang-Chi books. And we got... Finally the official trailer for Shang-Chi, because mm. we've gotten a teaser, which was one hell of a teaser, but now Facts. we got the fucking trailer, guys. What's good, people? I think we
0: need to L- see it, right? Listen, man, there's only one way to make it happen. Should I press the button?
2: Ooh. Let's zoom. All
0: right, feds. we'll be right back. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. We're back. I got fucking goosebumps. I am in. Holy shit. Dude, I I legit got goosebumps off of that fucking trailer. I think that this shit is going to ignite a whole unreasonable, like, wave of fad into martial arts. Hell
1: yeah. I want to do martial arts right now. Like, I'm like, I'm about to Google. Where do I learn? (laughs) What
0: can do? And Joe Rogan's going to be pissed because as per him, the only valid martial arts is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. There's going to be like an uprising in all martial arts across the board. There's oh, going to yes. be fucking kumites on the ground. I'm in. Plus a quick side note. Uh, I've always wanted to see like the 10 rings in action. We've always heard, you know, like, uh what's his name? The Mandarin is after mm-hmm. the 10 rings. We've heard the name of um Shang-Chi. And also, once again, The Legend of the Ten Rings, but I've never seen the Ten Rings work. And I mean, mind you, from the Iron Man cartoon, they used to be like jeweled rings, but now they're more like uh, bracelets, bangles, as per like the Final Fantasy jargon (laughs) or like whatever the fuck you call that shit. (laughs) But it's nice to see them working. And holy shit.
1: Yeah, that was the one thing that exactly for the fans out there, the Ten Rings is what the Mandarin was a classic villain of Iron Man. For those of you out there, you probably might not. if you're if you know Iron Man only from the films, you probably are like, what is that his yeah. main villain? Yes. In the comic books, that was the main villain for a long time. The,
2: the man the cartoon. Bro, Marvel's going to get cartoon. canceled. Like, what the hell? Come on, the, <laughs> the Mandarin? Mandarin. It's not woke. Come on, Marvel. Get your shit together. I
1: don't know. I think it's a Facts. fine name as long as they do it tastefully, you know, because like we, we have mafias like the Jacuzza and stuff like that, you know, that that's not necessarily racist so i
0: think the mandarin might be his name should <laughs> know. be the oriental and the
1: more i say <laughs> <laughs> his,
0: his name should be the eastern asian that that would be the appropriate alternative to the Mandarin. I think I, I don't
1: know. Yes, I don't know. We gotta we <laughs> gotta we gotta get somebody involved here because <laughs> I don't know. Like, because is even is Mandarin offensive? I don't know. Like, is because that's the language that you know they, they speak There's like the a weird th- th-
2: there's like a weird Asian villain era in comic books, yes. and I think he he's a, like he's like a leftover from that. I feel exactly. like. Exactly. Exactly. But anyway, this racism aside,
1: (laughs) (laughs) the Mandarin had actual ten ten rings, like ten rings, like legit jewels that gave him powers and shit like that. Uh, But now, as we saw in the trailer, the rings are really like bracelets uh, that, you know, that are very powerful and shit. And so what, what did you guys think of seeing that in action?
2: I mean, that looked cool. But what really uh, stuff stuck out to me was the underwater scene because automatically I'm thinking about Namor or Namor, however you say it. Mm. And we get another huge cameo no at more. the end
0: from yeah, the Abomination.
2: Yeah. So I think that was, I mean, just bringing it back to the MCU because the trailer could be any kung fu mystical movie. like. But like, you know, with the, with those two cameos, you know, it makes it a bit more MCU-esque which, you know, we love the continuity. Right, we got Marvel. Abomination and Wong fighting in a
1: fucking pit. What is going on here? Why and and what happened? I don't even I gotta rewatch well, he was that. Fu- that
2: was versus Wong. I didn't even, beat that that. Was yeah, yeah that oh was shit, wrong. I gotta go back and watch it. That's dope, yeah, yo, because he did one of those like circle things. And oh, shit. Like,
0: dope, oh, dope, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how does how did do, so much in that little snippet which the brilliant. Mind the fighty they did that shit on purpose. Just throw that in there. Like, hey, look, wong. You're like, boom, he's fighting abomination. Anyway, like, wait, what? Like the has- mortal
2: combated mortal combat just with that, right? <laughs> yeah, this is the yes. movie that, that we deserve after having endured mortal combat.
0: Ooh, word, because after this, we get to compare fights, which of course, this is this is gonna oh, win. Man, I, this, like bro, this trailer beat not be that better. movie. <laughs> <laughs> the fighting in this trailer beat the fighting in that movie. Like, straight up. And I don't know what it is about this movie, the production quality of it. Yes, it's an MCU movie. But I feel like it's not like the bleeding edge of quality. Like, the punches felt real. Like, fuck. Like, there was something about the movie itself. And I'm all for an alternative to... Anglo-Saxon mythologies at this point. Like, fuck. Like, bring on the Wakandas. Bring on the Kung Luns. Bring on wherever Shang-Chi is from, which I'm convinced is also
1: <laughs> Where, And that's the part that excites me, right? Because like I said, you know, earlier, right, before we got into it, uh, that I really kind of want to read the books now, no? Like, I Word. before, like, be, even before, when they announced they were making the movies, they came out with some new Shang-Chi books, and I was like, it looks kind of cool. Maybe I'll get into it. But after this trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of want to read one fucking book for real, one of the new ones, and to check it out, man. And, and what you're saying, too, I'm excited about the how... What's the universe that's going to open up from this? Like, the type of sequels to these movies, the spin-offs to these movies. Like, I, I, it's going to be an, an awesome new world of, of within the MCU to fucking explore.
0: And I think, from what I've heard on the interwebs, Abomination, well, I mean... It really wouldn't make a big difference, but I think he's being played by the same dude. But he would just be doing what, maybe some voice and some mocap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, would it matter? Unless they, unless they show him being transformed back. Which, by the way, to this day, one of the coolest scenes on earth. It was is um the scene in um what's his name uh Jim Norton Tim Norton.
2: Edward Norton. Uh,
0: Edward Norton. Yeah, Jim Norton's the comedian. Edward Norton's <laughs> <Yeah>. the. <laughs> um, Edward Norton's the Hulk. The, when, the
2: original Bruce Banner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, um, the it's second. When,
1: well, I mean, the original in the MCU. MCU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but technically, let's not forget Eric Bana.
0: Yeah, Eric Bana, which was unreasonably handsome nah, the dude for a from Bruce the, Banner from the, character. From the Luke yeah, Seriously. we're we to that, that, that guy. To the OG. B,
2: B, B, oh man, I'm gonna ruin Phil it. Bill Bixby. B, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom.
0: Nice. I don't even know how I got that shit. Yeah, bug. I know, dude. Shit, that was like that. <laughs> um. Oh, which, by the way, good thing. Quick side note. Guys, if you go on YouTube, I mean, you should do it just to watch us and just watch all our shit. But aside from that, I think it was IGN that I've showed it to the guys before. There was an MCU in the 70s quick side note and um it had to do with like the hulk met thor fucking there was a matt murdoch who like uh, there was crossovers on 70s television it totally sucks and it hurts the eyeballs to see but the documentary is pretty late it's about 30 minutes long or something like that it's called um the mcu that time forgot shout out to whoever made that shit it's fucking amazing but yeah, um, exactly. See,
1: listeners, viewers out there right now, this is why you listen to us talk about the traitor reactions that you learn about these awesome gems, like these fucking forgotten MCU. I'm glad that there's no forgotten like Shang-Chi version because I'm sure
2: that would have been a very oh problematic my one. God. If it was done
0: back all oh. the day. <laughs> like, no. Like, Shit, dude. I mean, think of, I mean, actually, it's even darker than you think. It was so racist that it didn't even ever get made. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, there was no question. Like, no, we're not going to do that. All right. Like, like, that's even fucking <laughs> worse. But yeah, this shit is, dude, pre-rating 8.5. Oh,
1: all right. Pre-rating 8.5. I'm going to pre-rate it. I- I'm going to give it an 8. Pre-rate an 8, I think. Damn. Rod, what's good? Damn, I don't know. I, I got to see more. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You got to, you've seen a teaser. You've seen the trailer. You got to pre- oh, pre-rate. It's a I'm- pre-rate.
0: Like, what do you think it's going to be? So then we could come back and listen and see what we get.
2: Damn. Eight. Eight. I'm going to go with the eight. I was going to go like 7.75, but that's like weird. I'm not I would have called you that. racist.
0: If, I would have called you racist if you did. <laughs> Me too. I was ready. Anything below no, eight. Fucking- You're racist.
2: <laughs> not as the abomination uh, cameo. And I didn't even know it was Wong. So now that definitely bumped it up to eight for sure. That's worth .250 for the fans out there. <laughs>
1: yeah because that's that's obviously that's the cool thing about this right because the the trailer itself i'm interested right like even if i forgot it was the mcu like it looks fun it looks action-packed like it looks like an action film that i haven't seen in a minute no like we used to have all these old school action films you know like a jackie chan type action films that we don't really get that much or like the jason statham action films it gave me kind of that vibe but then when you remember wait it's set are along the same you know world as all these dope epic ones. I kind of want to watch now the first Hulk movie to remember like what happened at the end, Abomination's just defeated, but he doesn't yeah. die, right? Like that's that's the end, the right?
0: Bro, that fight to this day. That fight holds up Hell a yeah. long ass time ago. We got the Hulk versus Abomination. They were throwing cards, like fuck, dude. Like, yo, I- <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm actually just bringing that fight back up in my head from that movie. We actually got Hulk versus Abomination. No holds barred.
2: In the
1: first Hulk movie, man. Shit.
2: Yeah. And I'm not it- trying to hate on them, though, but I did prefer Josh Whedon's Hulk. And, you know, Edward Norton. Like, Mark Ruffalo, like, he's been crushing it for years. So we could forget. It's the most... The um, Incredible Hulk is the most detached MCU movie, I feel like. And like i i I don't know i I wasn't crazy about it but hopefully you know the abomination was cool so i'm looking forward to seeing him in this and who knows maybe some more cameos because when he's underwater tell me you didn't start thinking about namor a little bit or no
0: and i don't know i just saw
1: the dragon right there's a dragon there and i'm like i don't know what's good with that you know technically actually if i remember correctly all right, this is, this is another throwback. This is why you listen to our fucking reactions. We were... Fing, fang, we saw, no, no, no. That in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, they go to Madripoor, right? You know, for the yeah. first time, which is famous in the X-Men universe and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, and this is also... This came out in Avengers World, which was co-written by Jonathan Hickman, who had Shang-Chi in the Avengers. Madripoor apparently sits, like, on top of a dragon, And so the island's like a dragon or some shit like that. So now I'm wondering, I saw that shit. Like, what if it all connects to Madripoor and...
0: Total possibility. Total possibility. And the one thing I'm wondering is speculating wildly. And I have a feeling that just because their sheer amount of power, I'm calling it now, he's not going to end up with the Ten Rings. It's going to be one of those situations where, like... He wears them to defeat the last bad guy in the movie, and then he puts him away because he's the responsible hero. Mm, but spoiler fuck, alert, dude! <laughs> yeah, pre preemptive spoilers, pre-emptive dude. Spoilers. dude we're, <laughs> yo, yo, we're fucking ahead of our time. Yo, it's <laughs> new shit. It's spoilers that we don't even know about. Quantum spoilers. And
2: speaking <laughs> of quantum spoilers uh last week we're gonna jump into our review of loki lamentus episode three and i think you nailed it so if you go back to our review of episode two and these are on youtube uh go check them out and you i mean, I mean if you're listening to the podcast you're, you're listening to us now but if you want to check us out in the video uh definitely follow us on youtube but yeah um the enchantress theory that miguel dropped last week spoiler alert I feel like it was pretty much confirmed in this episode, right?
0: I feel like they shoved the word enchantment down our throats. (laughs) (laughs) Like, enchant, enchant. Right. Like, like Loki's all
1: like, you know, so I do magic and you enchant. Right. Yeah. So I'm enchanting him. I'm enchanting her. Like I will try to enchant you right now. So like, what's your name again? Okay. Enchantress. All
0: right. Cool. Sure. It's like, it's like you're met as guardian Shakespearean, well-spoken old English ass. Didn't have a thesaurus for the word enchantment then like, so we know that's enchantress.
1: Like, like <laughs> yeah, word, right? So for the for the fans out there, because we're, we're talking about like right now, obviously y- y- you should stop. You know, if you've seen the episodes, go watch our last review because y- you saw us go into that and our theory of the uh, uh, the Sylvie Lo- Lady Loki as enchantress. Obviously, at the end of that episode, they both disappeared through the the time portal thing, right? And yeah. this episode. Kicks off immediately from there. They land at the TBA uh, uh, headquarters, and like fucking enchantress. That's what I'm calling her. I'm not calling her Sylvie. Enchantress is on a mission to fucking kill the the time. Uh, what are, are timekeepers? Right? Is that their name? Yeah, the timekeepers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Loki's in there, and you know, so that's the first big ass scene that we get some good action. What, what what did you guys think of that start?
0: Well, I mean, I personally enjoyed the Very beginning of the episode. Um, I just for some reason though, like this episode as a whole, for me so far, this is the wackest episode. I'm gonna lead with that. I'm gonna lead with that. Out of the three so far, this is the weakest one, but I do want to give props to the enchantress. I'm gonna follow Miguel's lead here. Uh, because she outplayed Loki because this dude vented, divulged himself onto her whilst completely sober for the most part. And it was weird. It was like, why did you not feel resistance to give all that information? Because it was like a fellow Loki or like, exactly. wait, wait, wait but, but what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? He spoke so much about himself throughout the course of the episode. Oh, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Like just get that to the point that even when he said it, yes, even she admitted, like, yeah, thanks for the tactical advantage. Like the fuck, like, like i right, told right. shit. Right, right. She said like, something
1: like, right, like you know, you know so much about me, and I don't know anything about you. And she's like, right,
0: thanks for the tactical advantage, motherfucker. Like shit. Yeah, like that's it. It was odd. It was odd to kind of see him so easily vulnerable. Okay,
2: I, I'm going to I'm going to go with my tinfoil hat theory of the night. Go for
0: it. Go for it.
2: All right. So in this episode, all right. For, I agree with Chaz. It is the weakest of the three, but still an entertaining episode. I really liked oh, yeah. it. And, and it, again, it's like a, a, um, a general Marvel lore. For, if you're a Marvel geek, you love when they travel to these obscure locales so you could just like Easter egg out. So I think that she's in love with Loki, that mm-hmm. is in love with Loki, and she's like an emissary of the actual time variant Loki. Um... Like, and and she's, you know, trying to fulfill this mission for him because she loves him. And and the reason why I say this is because, like, as he's drinking and then he gets up and starts singing, she's looking at him in a certain way. You know, I might be reading too much into the scene or it's really good acting. That leads me to believe that they have a history. Loki's not aware of it, but she is. Mm. Oh, I like that. That's
1: interesting. And then,
2: Okay. One more, one more thing. Yeah. And also, she mentions how she uses a person's, like, a fond memory of the past. That could be their first date, right? Okay, so that's... Fact. Fact. And the tinfoil hat. Yeah, dude, Whoa. That's,
0: that's That's pretty big, man, because, like, as I caught on to that, too. When she was watching him sing by the bar that he was shitfaced, I was like, wait, what's what's happening here? Is he winning her over? It's like they're playing at something. But damn, the fact that you said that she might be a herald. So this Loki might be a herald for another Loki to try and betray this. Like, well, the main Loki. Fuck.
2: Well, I don't think she's a Loki. I think she is like Sylvie, the Enchantress. Enchantress. That's working for a Loki. Maybe she's trying to get to this. I mean, again, trying to get to the timekeepers because she's trying to free Loki or her Loki died. Something epic. Yeah, right. right. That, that's that's the thing that I liked about, <coughs> oh, this shit.
1: episode that um it, we, we still don't really know enough about Sylvie the Enchantress, right, uh, about her intentions, uh, her, her her motivations, everything about that. Right. Because like, as we mentioned right there at the TVA, Loki tries to get in the way and then they end up escaping and accidentally landing in this planet, which is the name of the episode, right? Like the Lamentis, which yep. is like a planet that or a moon that's going to crash into a planet or vice versa. Yeah, and which is then it's it's a fun episode of them trying to 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 es- escape the the this apocalypse right and and that's where right we're seeing loki basically vent to her about everything who he is and then but we get some info i i love your comment i do think Sylvie, the enchantress has something more there like some kind of connection to loki that loki doesn't have with her right you know and but i don't know what it may be like now that you mentioned that she might have been in love with Loki. I'm thinking, even like, is she like Loki's maybe brother, uh, in this in her in another timeline or something? Because she did they did talk about some shared past that's not like really shared, right? About like he didn't he got to know his mother, like the adopted mother, she didn't, but she knew she was adopted, he didn't. So it's like it's weird because I yeah, think that was bugged she out. She is Loki, but like. Not, but it's like the Enchantress. It's like I'm thinking Marvel just grabbed two characters and, and like put them together. But yes. I, I, I still don't know. I still, I, we still really don't know. And I agree with Ches. this for me, this episode, well, with all you guys, right? Th- this episode was the weakest one.
0: Word. And um, there's one thing that I want to address, all comic book shit aside. So even on the moon of Lamentis, right? As a subplot during an apocalypse, The elite and the wealthy are still fucking over the poor people. What the fuck, bro? It's like in every iteration of humanity, that's that's the thing that we do. Sorry to digress, (laughs) but that shit occurred to me when I was watching the episode. Like, yo, so even here in Lamentis, the rich people are like, no, we're taking this train with room to spare. And fuck <laughs> all of you poor people. You're gonna die horrible deaths. And and on top of that, everyone is fucked anyway. So even in the face of everyone being fucked, the elite and the rich still wanna fuck us over.
2: Even more so, I'd say. Like, yeah. yeah. Apocalypse.
0: Oh. Yo, that sh- that should occur to me that like, not coming down on the writers or some shit like that, but that speaks. That's almost like. We understand that in ourselves, that that's how we are. And yet we don't change it. It's just it.
1: It's a fucking universal constant, man.
2: That's like crazy. Thanos, Thanos. Inevitable. But OK, so one thing I did like about this episode, much more character development going on here is that we got a lot like we got Sylvie's fighting prowess and she's like superior to Loki, like um, like we got like she's like Black Widow level almost she's like running off walls I thought all that choreography was really it was very dope.
0: similarly I thought the same yeah all
2: right yeah so you know we did get that we did you you do you do get some good fight scenes in this episode you know along yeah. with the uh, the the plot thickening between those two characters and you yeah, right. they're trying to escape this they're trying to escape Lamentis right which sounds fucking cool very Hell dope yes. name yeah and then that one escape route explodes at the end and that's how the episode just kind of stops right and so
1: for me i think that's what one of the issues why i didn't like the episode right because like early on it's said like oh no they're stranded on this planet that's gonna explode and it's an apocalypse and they're gonna die i'm like no they're not like so for me, the whole episode is like the whole tension of like, oh, how are they going to get? I'm like, I'm not worried one bit like they're going to get out. I, w- If anything, I would have liked the episode ending with them dying. Then that would have been like, what the fuck are you going to do next? Right. But other than that, for me, that's why the only problem was like, yes, OK, it's it was entertaining. There's a lot of cool action scenes. The acting's great. Tom's fun to watch. Sylvie's a great actress as well. I, I love seeing them interact. It's fun. But yeah, like story-wise, it's like are oh, it, also because that annoyed me because we don't still don't know enough about enchanters. We did get one, the biggest gem that actually go connects to the story, the biggest one yet is that actually goes to I think what Rod was mentioning last episode, that the TBA people are not oh, yeah. created Word by the timekeepers that, that was the bomb plucked from time and they just don't remember. Apparently that they're variants themselves and they don't remember their past. Like that
0: was huge, 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 huge. That was insane. That was because you could tell as soon as Loki realized that he's like, That's how I'm gonna destroy the TVA. I'm gonna tell them what's happening to them, and that's gonna disperse everything. Like you saw that in his face. And also, for some reason, I think that Kang has something to do with. I think maybe he's like a people hunter or like their top yeah. person recruiter. bro that
2: statue behind that i forget this character's name ray uh Renslayer. slayer slayer right yeah That's so cool, i man. mean that statue behind her is basically kang right
1: yo exactly no because they have the three timekeepers behind them right and then honestly i've seen some art some great stuff out there on the interwebs you'll see it here on youtube for uh you know on not uh, with us that They've been showing the face of the timekeeper, especially there was that one animation that, you know, Loki got as a training, right? That honestly, honestly, one of the timekeepers looks pretty much like Jonathan Mayers, who's playing Kang in the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. And I'm assuming he's playing Kang in this fucking series, which we'll see soon. Because come on, especially it's time... It's fucking people, variants, plucked Like it's, it has to be king.
0: Dude, I think we should collectively ride this rail car till the wheels fall off.
1: Oh, actually, another one. Another thing I just fucking found out that I didn't know. All right, tin, not even tinfoil hat. This is legit <laughs> fucking can <type laughs> So the the main judge, right? Is, I guess she's a judge, right? Yeah. The Renslayer. Uh, um, uh, she is. So her, you know, she her name is Ravona Renslayer. Who in the comic books apparently was like the first or the most important love of Kang the Conqueror?
0: Gee, dude, like I, I'm telling you, man, let's just stay on this. Let's like let's write this one in as hard as we did Mephesto into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like because i think you're a gets
2: his twice man shame on us
0: nah man facts (laughs) facts yeah shame on us. but oh quick side note because i didn't want to forget this um it was like this is the first thing that popped in my head i don't know why but it's like it's it was nice to see loki embracing his as guardian culture like i never would have thought he was that about that life you know what i mean i thought he just resented that whole viking bacchanalian fucking drunken revelry shit like i thought like he would just you know like fuck these barbarians you know like just highbrow magic and mischief and yada yada like oh shit look <laughs> it's pretty interesting i like that a lot
1: yeah that's a good point yeah. right because i guess like, he's as guardian by adoption right because he's yeah. really um
2: uh giant. A frost, frost giant. giant yeah frost yeah. giant uh, so that's just mad that, misleading, right? You, you hear frost giant, you think of some wait, other shit, wait,
0: which Word. I don't know if you guys might have an answer to this. I'm I finally get to ask this question somewhere. I've never really asked this out loud because I've always thought it was a stupid question, but fuck it. So he's an a frost giant by birth, right? The son of what's his name? Um Larfe Larfey son. Yeah. Okay. So why does he look so human? Is it is it like in Lucifer where he has like a different face? Like, does he have like an ice giant motif? Does the being <laughs> in an Asgard give him like human skin? Like, I don't know. He has a frost but,
1: giant skin that he can just load in and
0: yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, because because um, for those of you on Netflix who've seen the show Lucifer, you know what I mean? He can switch between, you know, like his right. burnt angel devil face and human. Does Loki keep on as guardian veil up? As like, is that embedded in his subconscious? And underneath is really him as a frost giant, which I mean, like blue or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I've always thought about that.
1: I think we should look into this. I think there is an explanation out there.
2: Michael J. Straczynski and Olivier Koipo, they have a, I'm I'm blanking on the actual, like, plot, but they wrote, it's a Lady Loki comic book, so it's her origin, but in telling um, Lady Loki's origin, Michael J. Straczynski also uh, goes through the whole Loki history lore. I mean, it, it escapes me right now, but I know it's deep and they explain the whole, like, why he looks that way. Um, damn damn. i'm gonna look into that i'll I'll post that right here
0: dude i've i've always wondered about that shit because like all right like how like you're adopted but why do you look as guardian like that doesn't make any sense it's so weird
2: yeah one more point though the the whole thing that they're actual people possibly like mobius now i want to know his story he has to have some epic story right because he's an integral character and it's the first episode that we don't see him too, right or
0: yes yeah right or it might be that it's the total opposite of Epic, and it might be that he <laughs> loves Jet ski so much because he was a Jet Ski instructor, yeah, and amazing. the TVA takes <laughs> insignificant people in the timeline as if if we took you, nothing would change. <laughs> oh, that, man, that's good. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> why you're in the TVA because you're insignificant.
2: Oh, damn.
1: Yo, but that makes me wonder the social book- so commentary
2: <laughs> right there, going back on what we said before. More, more mind bombs from Marvel.
1: Yeah. Fuck! You're so insignificant. It <laughs> <You know>, Doesn't <laughs> matter that. No, but it makes me wonder too. Like also because like, it begs the question: How did they become variants? Right? Is it obviously it's not their doing? Right? It's not like Loki grabbing the fucking cosmic cube and the Tesseract yeah. and then just like fucking up because the Avengers were fucking up with time. So, or it, or is it like that? Like, are they collateral damage to maybe? You know, because we do we right there, you know, the Avengers went back in time to grab the the fucking you know gems, stones, right? It's a mini stones in the MCU and yep. and gems in the comic books. I think well they became stones in the comic books too, but whatever. And uh and we do know Captain America went back in time to Word. fucking return them. Like, did that lead to like these random little offshoots and and that's why i don't know there's like random variants out there you know
2: that yeah and, and also in episode two one of the time agents says uh some asshole probably got his hands on a time machine or some shit so there are other means of traveling through time mm-hmm. hashtag right. king
0: yeah. facts yes facts. Exactly. aside from like
2: the cosmic mm. cube
0: this probably remember like in in old like if you zoom out enough in like in all the universes, there are these like exotic tech brokers and shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like those CD characters that probably have access to some TVA tech that someone left behind or some shit. Right, right. But yeah, that's my tinfoil hat. You become a TVA agent when they calculate how insignificant you actually are to the timeline. Damn,
2: I like that idea. That's deep. I want to put the shit on record. Yo, more some tinfoil fight hat? club
1: shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yo, tinfoil hat even further. I'm actually even thinking. What if there's not even a sacred timeline? What if that's all just bullshit that Kang came up with or something or the timekeepers came up with? Like, that's why they're stealing these insignificant people. And then to fucking make the timeline that they want for their purposes. Or I don't know, or something like that. Because like now it's like, I don't trust
2: nothing.
0: Right. Shit. (laughs) I think at this point you're wearing a tinfoil bodysuit. (laughs) like you have you have, and I look great in it I'm (laughs) I'm fabulous in it like you're fucking oozing insanity but yeah like but overall I think um like you guys said it was an entertaining episode it had its ups it didn't really have downs it was mostly kind of like meh but this episode for me was a 7
2: and by the way this review is also brought to you by the drink of the motherfucking week the motherfucking
0: week
1: There's nothing best to end the week talking with my boys about comic books and fucking Loki for the Loki ribby. We got two special drinks. We got local. We got the Bronx Brewery. No resolutions IPA. All right. So this is great. You know, also connecting to in the Heights, everything we've been talking about, although in the Heights, not in the Bronx, but you get what we're talking about, (laughs) you know, and on top of that, we got some Basil Hayden's whiskey as well. Not the dark rye that we had before. This is just a regular one. Good whiskey, good beer. Highly recommend both Bronx. What's up, Bronx Brewery? Hit us up, man. We love you. We would oh, love to do out a to show. The Bronx. Yeah, we would love to Facts. do a show at the Bronx Brewery. That'd be lit. Fucking like for, for the Loki finale, Bronx Brewery. Let's be in touch. What's up? What's good?
0: <laughs> and just, you know, a little R&D idea. If you guys want to create a little non-alcoholic brew, you know what I'm saying? Those things are yeah, hot right now. You can pay us in beer. Facts.
2: That's, that's a valid currency. Very Indeed. valid.
0: <laughs> Actually, at one point, it was a valid currency in history, so you, you're not totally off. <laughs>
2: yeah, and speaking of non-alcoholic beers, I have yes. a Hanukkah and a Zero right there. Oh, you know,
0: nice. Facts. Oh, and um, you just reminded me about something, Miguel, that I've been meaning to bring up for a while. So if I'm not mistaken, guys, please check it out in the game and let me know if I'm wrong. If you look at Spider-Man, they completely cut the heights out of Manhattan.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: completely yeah. cut out
2: the height. I think it was like, valid. <laughs> I think it was a valid cutoff point. The game damn! can only be so large. God damn oh. it. I, they barely go into Harlem. Like, right. I think but that they, might even have been cut, too.
0: But they go into Harlem.
2: No, nah, but especially in,
1: in Marvel, Spider Man, in, in the, the Miles Morales <laughs> one, Harlem is a big piece of it. And so Harlem exactly. is a little bit more Cage, out, laid out. Well, <laughs>
0: exactly. Wait, wait. Well, so you know what? Like, I'm glad you brought that up because what we just discovered was the total lack of representation for that part of Manhattan in yo, Marvel.
2: We need a hero. Facts. Oh, yeah.
0: Facts. Yeah. facts. L- we look at Basil
2: Hayden's. Fa- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> look what we just fucking stumbled on, y'all. Like, in all of fucking comic in Marvel, which is supposed to be in a quote, I don't know who I'm quoting, the world outside your window. <laughs> in the, there's no There's no superhero in the heights. Everyone turns back. Maybe at like 145th Street.
1: And what's funny with Marvel Spider-Man, both the Peter Parker, Miles Morales game, is that when you go up on 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 uh, 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 Harlem, besides you know up to the up up upper Manhattan, it starts to look a little bit like the Heights. Like they started to have some kind of buildings, you know, and I think they have a park that's either similar to riverside park or yeah. but also similar to like kind of like the cloisters of the Inwood hill park in, and Inwood hill park so it's like a little mix it's like they tried but yo bro come on i would have loved i immediately tried to swing to check out our apartments and <laughs> that kind of stuff but yeah nope. yeah
2: yeah That's miles okay. is opening the marvel universe to the latino side wow. so you know if there's any superhero it's gonna have to be miles
0: yeah. damn but to cover brooklyn and the heights listen man
2: Yo, but we need a Brooklyn. Come on, we know. Yeah, Brooklyn got to have somebody, probably like um that the the hipster Iron Fist version. <laughs>
0: More, damn, wait, but isn't Iron Fist never of a hipster already? Like that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, like that's part of his motif Yeah, damn, yeah. Man.
2: Or, or or like a cool dude like in that um uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man uh animated series. I like that iteration too. Where he just like oh, chill, word, yeah, I like that one. Dude. I like
0: that one. That was cool. <laughs> I Yo, but before,
2: but before but
1: before we, we wrap up before we forget, I just gotta make sure. So so because Ches, you gave it, what was your review seven. for seven? I am giving Loki L- Loki Lamentis a 7.2 Rod. I don't think we got yours yet.
2: Uh me think. Um Damn. I didn't think we'd review this one. We didn't review last week. So we didn't give it a number score, but this oh, we one? Didn't? I don't think so. But this one I'll give it seven point five.
0: And to leave off on a pun, I lament the quality of the third episode. <laughs> You're <a> jerk. <laughs> and on that note, people, go check us out on YouTube, Instagram, wherever the fuck you get your podcast. Friends, lovers, countrymen. This is Chez.
1: This is Miguel. This is Rod. Peace out. Peace. Legion on Zoom. Starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at legiononzoom.